Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined today by Danny Kelly, as always, as we uh, mm. looked at every game so far in the Premier League. Um, we also spoke to Mike Ward, Brighton Hove Albion, supporting mm. a Daily Star TV preview, yeah, as he is these form. days. And we had some clips of the week pewter going back, we think the earliest, March 2003. Very early. Very yeah. young sounding, youthful Alan Brazil. Mad Mike Parry, although that didn't change over no, the years. No, nothing really, changed there. And we had a chat. We had a chat. Of course we did. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. How are you feeling? What? Game day. It's game day, oh. Andy. <laughs> we'll come on to that later. Okay. Uh, there's no, you can't make a case for Chelsea in this oh, game. Oh, you can. In any shape or form. You can. You can't. <laughs> you're only saying that because you're always nervous no. before a game. You cannot make a case for Chelsea in this game. One team's flying high at the top of the league. They haven't lost the game. Yeah. The other team basically got no goals in them whatsoever. Oh, and, and, you know, and are a team in progress. I mean, this time next year, if they play each other, it might be a different thing. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, look, when teams have come out and gone toe-to-toe with you, you've looked good against them. You did against Arsenal. Yeah, so, but we still know, didn't win the game, and we still didn't win the game. We're not ready to win those games yet. We're not yeah. We're not there yet. So I, I'm not even, you know, that bothered about it. I'll, I'll watch the first half if we're losing. You're going to go to the pitches, is there no, nothing no, on? No, it's not I'm not going to go the pitch. I'll start watching the game. I think it'll be a good game. Yeah. I think, look, it could be 3-2 or something like that. But I don't think... Chelsea will win the game. But we'll look, we'll wait and see. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. It um it was very interesting at Brentford on Saturday. I did get a bit of stick actually. I mean I oh. sort of get it. I get I mean you, know, you did go in sort of two footed last week on a team where you go yeah. and watch them play. Yeah. So. No, no, I understand that. And yeah. uh you know but and it was a brilliant game. I really mm. enjoyed the game and uh, and I was pleased that Brentford won the game because at two one I was thinking I'm gonna need an escort out of this ground. <laughs> Bless but one nil especially Oi Jacobs. How about that goal? Do you enjoy that goal, Jacobs? Do you enjoy that goal? About five or six times. Yeah. I, I didn't bother to look around. And, and when we're, he was less, wasn't Thomas Frank, was it? No, he was less. <laughs> <laughs> he was less voluble at two one when West Ham went two one up. Oh. And, said, and at three two, I think he was so happy. Should have turned around and said, "Oi, mate, <laughs> mate, but, did you enjoy that goal?" It's amazing though. The official club Twitter had a go at me when they said, "Oh, yeah, tedious." They said, "Tedious scoring three at home." Yeah, but you know, well, I, well, I just made the point to my 
mate, that I like football yeah. when both teams go for it. I always think it's a better game yeah. when both teams go. I understand. Sometimes you've got to do what you've no, got to do, I though, as a team. You know, I know enough about it. And you know, if Chelsea went, they're not going to, but if they went to Spurs tonight, did played a low block and nicked a one nil. Of course, yeah. I'd be delighted. Yeah, you know, but that's you know that's you can't the have your cake and eat it. That's the hypocrisy of football. Well, yeah, supporting. Well, that's you know. a perfect get out. I'm a hypocrite and yeah, I abs- know it absolutely. You know, so <laughs> no, no, you put your head above the parapet. You know, you're going to get shot at. I did get shot at, and fair yeah. enough. You know, it was uh, definitely a frosty, uh, frosty reception for me. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm got to be honest. I'm, I'm not. I wasn't altogether surprised. No, I thought. I, I thought no, it I might be. I wasn't surprised. I, was I mean, really, you did I say if everybody played. Football like Brentford. Well, no don't, one don't would ever re- go to don't football. Don't reiterate it. They don't make right. it worse. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so you love it. No, Making it worse. Well, why might I? I mean, you did say that last week. I did week, say it, yeah. But, you know, yeah. I was obviously upset about the fact that my team couldn't break them. Brentford down. Yeah. I don't blame Brentford. It was a great victory. So, you know, well done to them. And well done on Saturday. I, I really yeah. enjoyed the game. I thought it was tremendous. Okay, well, good. So, you know. Good, and that's the way it goes. So mm, it is that's, very that's, much that's the way it goes, fine, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, yeah, an interesting letter in the. Oh no, actually, I've got this note. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, Howard Webb's got Gary O'Neill on speed dial. Yeah, I was thinking that. If you look on your favourites, <laughs> has he put him in his favourites in his phone? I think he probably has. Is there no point even? Howard, don't even bother to ring him. No. There's no point because actually, he's, he's sick of your apologies. You're actually making it worse. You mm. send him a just send him like a WhatsApp. <laughs> Do you know that emoji where you got your hands out and you're shrugging that one yeah just say gaz mate and that and the shrugging oh, emoji. Send him a nice you know hamper from fortnum's you know been, yeah <laughs> catching his throat that'll make any difference to be sawn off two weeks <laughs> running by the same penalty when the panel have looked at the first oh, penalty yeah, that I was mean, against honestly. you and said it was a var mistake and then to sit there with the ref and the ref mm. says well i feel there was enough contact there and you think well mate if that's a penalty they, then we might as well all this pack is why you need on. independent people doing this because they all stick together they never criticize yeah. each other and it's it's chronic i too mean, much the, of a backside i'm not an arsenal fan by any shape or really no and but you have to say that was never a goal, never. I mean, if that's not a foul, it's the push, isn't it? Of course, yeah. We're going to come on. We're going to talk to Danny about it. But it's I'm pathetic. with you. I mean, the other two you can take or leave, you yeah, know. Yeah. But it's definitely. I mean, I watched it, and as much as I, you know, yeah. I'm a Tottenham fan. I'd love to see Arsenal sawn off. But I'm watching and thinking, oh come on, that's definitely it two was, hands in his back. It was ludicrous. But. Arteta definitely deflecting because if you look at their last three away performances, 2-2 at Chelsea where they were extremely fortunate to get a point, lost 3-0 at West Ham where they played really poorly and did nothing at uh, at Newcastle really, didn't really threaten Newcastle and Havertz should have been sent off. I know Gumara should have been sent off but Havertz should definitely have been sent off. We're going to have a good deep dive into um, the VAR this weekend. There's quite a few contentious decisions. It's just every week, it's just carnage and it seems to get worse uh, for Howard Webb and his uh, officials. So we'll be chatting to Dale Johnson, Mr. VAR from ESPN a little bit. He's done his Mm. weekly roundup. A couple of things to get going on. Poor old... Um, sometimes in a uh, in a second language, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, Maurizio Pochettino goes back to Spurs mm-hmm. tonight and they were asking him whether he thought he might go to the wrong dugout. And they were asking him about this old Ron Atkinson yeah, clip. Famous when, old clip. Famous old clip when he did it. So they said, uh, have you ever seen the Ron, Ron Atkinson clip where uh, he goes to the wrong dugout? And he said, oh, Mr Bean, you mean? 
He went, no, Ron Atkinson. It's easy done, you know. Somebody says, you Ron th- Rowan. Ron, very easy done. Yeah. And he says, oh, you mean Mr Bean, the actor, Rowan Atkinson. Ron Atkinson, the manager. He says, no, no, the old manager. What, here? He says, it was like a who's on first. <laughs> yeah. No, at Aston Villa, Manchester United and Forest. And he says, oh, OK, I was thinking of the actor. Who is the actor? Yes, it was Rowan Atkinson. You did nothing wrong. But now and again, often it's your old nan, isn't it, who, who just gets the name of someone wrong. And you think, well, it's, it's the Ron Atkinson, Rowan Atkinson situation, as Glenn would mm. call it. We'd like some more of those this afternoon where... Ryan Gibbs. Oh, your, well, it's not so one. much that, but it's not pronouncing the name wrong. It's like just thinking of the wrong yeah. person. So if you can give us some of those, that would be great. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. The question to Poch there in the press conference, and they've all got headlines out of it, so that's... He had absolutely no way he could answer the question without it making a headline. What was the question? The question basically, would you ever see yourself back at Spurs? Yeah. It's a completely impossible question for him to answer. Yeah. If he says no, then they'll say... Poch hates Spurs. He's never going to go back there. <laughs> yeah. If he says yes, oh, Poch angling for a return yeah. to Tottenham. It's pathetic. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. He was, he's been put in a difficult position this week. But uh, hopefully, I don't think. I hope he doesn't get the bird tonight. He certainly won't get it from me. I've got very happy memories of what he did there, and I don't think mm. he's going to be sliding on his knees down the touchline. That's not. No, it's that's, not his style. Not the man, I don't think really. it'll happen. So I don't think you need to worry about okay. it. Okay. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to uh, take a look back on all the Premier League games so far this weekend in the company of uh, our very own Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Danny. Hi, chaps. Um, just looking at people who can watch this on the screen. We were all wearing very dark shirts, like it's a uniform for the show now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because often they're quite colourful, but we're new, navy and black. Very, very good. Yeah, it's for VAR, isn't it? We're in mourning for <laughs> yeah. VAR. No, but we, we should... But that, Andy, I, I get it. But that's too passive. We, yeah. Sooner or later, and maybe Arteta can be our leader, um, we're going to have to march on... Stockley Park with torches and rakes. This has yeah. got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, Iago Aspas has started, hasn't he? He smashed up the Pixside <laughs> monitor last night. So he's, he's got a bit Keith Moon on some but of the equipment. It's, it's driving people mad. It's driving yeah. people bonkers. Yeah, I know it is. We're going well, to touch on it, I'm sure, as we go through game by game. So let's kick off then. You do with, win some and you lose some. Yeah. I do feel it even. Sure. It does even itself out. And we, over the course of a season. Well, I think it does. Tell Gary O'Neill. Yeah, tell well, Gary O'Neill is due about four or five in his yeah. favour. I mean, Wolves this... are going to win 17-0 one yeah. day, aren't they? Yeah. It is getting to the point where you feel like everybody should stand still and let them run, run up the other end and score, mm. and the referee should do nothing about it. So anyway, we'll move on. We'll come to that game later on. Mm. We'll kick off. Uh, by the way, I should just point out, um, myself and Danny have got uh, uh, sort of natural backgrounds. I'm in the studio. Danny's there at home. Uh, Andy likes to mess with his background. And, oh, uh, lovely. His background today is a banana souffle. Yes, delicious. Why, well, uh, initially, initially no, it was a picture it. of think of a younger Andy playing cricket which I enjoyed very yeah, much yeah, indeed that yeah. was nice yeah so, well, I think well, I'm going to have to learn to do this the truth is I can't do it because, but of course you know once I start doing it that's all I'll do for the whole 45 <laughs> minutes yeah. Andy tells me you just click on your gallery now I would imagine if you've been in a meeting on something like Zoom or whatever yeah. and I mean I'm not Andy of course but I bet there's a few of the TalkSport Heartland have got some very sketchy um, pictures mm. on their phones. I wonder if any of those have ever popped up in a meeting. If you want to share those with the class, you yeah, can. Don't, don't, don't press the button marked random. No, I think no, is, exactly. the, is the answer there, isn't it? Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet Ah, now he's changed it. Oh, look, he's, yeah. he's, he's become a sort of ice cream man or something, has yeah, he? It's, 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 it's a noodle. He's going to mess. dim sum. He's going to mess all the time. Ah, it's dim sum. Anyway, yeah. let's get anyway, on. Luton 1, Liverpool 
one. Mm. Obviously painful for Luton in the in the way it happened, but... Um, Can I just say, normally I, I would want Luton to win this game, but I'm yeah. counting on there being four teams worse than Chelsea. <laughs> so in the end, I was quite <laughs> pleased Liverpool equalised. For goodness sake. Um, yeah, I mean, look, a, a, a good performance by uh, Luton. They just ultimately couldn't sit out. They've definitely got something about them, yeah. no question. Liverpool had oh, their chances, uh, didn't they? As I've been saying for you know weeks, I really like Luton, I think, mm. because they're true unto themselves, and that's you know, mm. it goes a long way in professional sport. Um, they were excellent. Liverpool, admitted by their own manager, had an off day. Um, and when he brought on Luis Diaz, you know, sometimes the football gods just write these stories. Mm. And you know what? His goal and the equaliser, it's not important in the real world. But last night on Trans Europe Express, we heard from Tim Vickery that there is better, more positive news about mm, his dad. Yeah, yeah. He, he appears not to have been kidnapped by... A particularly extreme bunch of lunatics. Obviously, they're lunatics, but um, they are at least people you can negotiate with. And uh, there is a great deal of positivity that they will get this fella back safe and in one piece. So yeah. Um, yeah, I was pleased for Luis Diaz, obviously. Um, and Luton, Luton won't be. Too, I mean, the, the lateness of the goal is very disappointing for them. But you know, you 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 you, you can always concede a goal against Liverpool, and if it had been scored after the fourth minute and theirs had been equalised, they would say that was an excellent day's work. Um, not many teams are going. Yeah, it is Go interesting on. though, isn't it? The low block for the low block to work, you do need the other team to miss some key chances, and that's what sure. Liverpool did. I mean, Darwin Nunes, great oh. ball from uh, from what's called Alexander Arnold, he should have scored there, and then the one at the end where he was ruled offside, but it spared his blush. Blushes. Not his, his blushes. Not his blushes, his blushes. <laughs> totally, yeah. Yeah, he should have scored. Yeah. Um, uh, um, mention for Ross Barkley as well, a player you saw a little bit of. Not always, a lot of it. No, no, I always like In the Sari season, it was basically he'd start and Kovacic would come on for him, or mm. Kovacic would start and he'd come on for him. That was Sari's main move. It never really yeah. worked. But, uh, but he looked good. It's interesting. Some of the players they've brought in, like sort of Andros Townsend, etc., mm. are making a bit of a difference. And Andy Madley, VAR, and the highly criticised Newcastle game, then refing the next day. Oh, I'm not sure. He must have had quite a sleepless night over all that. I'm not sure that was a great move, but there we go. That's very true. We move on then to uh, Nottingham Forest, to Aston Villa, nil. Um, Stan Collymore went along, he told us he was going. He said he wanted yeah. to take his Villa flag, but, it, I mean, look, he, he couldn't really lose on the day, played for both clubs. But um, a, a shock result, Danny, I think it's fair to say. He didn't expect that. Yeah, I think, I think though, a shock result that you might have been less horrified uh, you know forest we keep on saying they're not bad they they they've got a way of playing and they they rotate a lot uh, you know you're never quite sure what 11 are going to put out and aston villa they've had a brilliant run are they a team who are going to sustain a brilliant run for 20 games like say in manchester city no sooner or later you're going to stub your toe mm. um and of course uh, you know, again, I often refer to the football gods. Um, they're the only gods I believe in, truthfully. And um, yeah, that, that was a bit, that was a bit Radio Four, wasn't it? What gods do you believe in? <laughs> Thought for um, the day with Danny Kelly. <laughs> and of course, the week the week that uh, Emmy Martinez wins the Lev Yashin Award, yes, the, the curse of the Lev Yashin Award. Uh, clearly, he's going to then fire. I mean, he didn't throw it into the net, but I've seen him make that save a hundred times mm. and not palm it up into the net. You know. 
Yeah. Um, but he's did. such a master of s housery because even though he knew it was a good foot over the line, the way he yeah. carried on as if yeah. you know, he scooped it out, then he carried on as if be, he was fully prepared to WWE, play on. WWE, wouldn't he? Yeah. I think. Emmy oh, Roy, Roy Carroll would be proud of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> there's there's one for the teenagers. Yeah, but yeah, Paul yeah. knew yeah. what I was talking I about. What you were talking about. Indeed, well. big yeah. uh, sort of big call, wasn't it, by uh, by Steve Cooper making a change in goal as well. Um, but it, it worked, didn't it? I mean, again, a lot of managers like doing that right now. Something about his work, isn't there, Cooper? You, mm. when he's interviewed afterwards, whether they've won or lost, you get the impression that he think he takes a sort of kind of steely mm. view of these things. He's a good coach, and I, I suspect that he explains to the players why these rotations are being made, these changes are being made, because you never see anybody in, in forest shirt sulking. They they all give it their, their best shot, and I, I wasn't horrified. I wasn't madly surprised by the mm. result because I think this has kind mm. of been coming. Villa can't keep on doing what they're doing. Um, they're not quite that at that level yet. And Nottingham Forest were going to beat a good team very, very soon because yeah. they're pretty good at home. It was the Villa nil that caught me. I thought, I think that could have been 2-1. It could have been 3-2. I just didn't well, if Ollie Watkins, not... If Ollie Watkins had scored, yeah. it's a big if. But if he had, that would have made it with the end very interesting. With the threat they've had and recently. The, the, the penalty, not so much Toffolo, but the other fellow, was it Murillo, had his hand right out and he just missed his hand. That would definitely have been a penalty. But, you know, you yeah. need a bit of luck. Oh, Andy, how d- the very idea that something would definitely be a penalty. <laughs> 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 Nothing's definitely a penalty anymore, no, including the are. penalties. And I know what you mean. Gary O'Neill, feel free to turn your radio off as we move on to Sheffield <laughs> oh, United. Oh, Two, Wolverhampton Wanderers, one. And I say, to be sawn off by the same penalty, two weeks running, when the first one you've been told by the panel to look at these things, that it was the wrong call. Then mm. to sit there with the ref and the ref to say, I still feel there was enough contact. Oh, come on. Seriously, no. how can you look at that and think no, there's they, enough contact? It, it, they are making a mockery of the game now. I'll go as far as that. I mean, we'll get onto the way Arteta re- reacted at Newcastle, but the, the, the referees, by backing each other up, as you two were talking about before I came on, um, whether formally or informally, and then, you know, you go and see them. It's clearly not a penalty. Um, the referee made a stupid mistake. Um, it, I thought he just want, he, he just blew his whistle so quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, because th- I'm, I'm right in thinking that the Wolves player who was fouled, mm. um, it was um, Baldock, wasn't it? Um, yeah, the Sheffield sorry, United the, the, player. The, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. jumped straight up because he yeah. knew it wasn't a foul. He wanted to try and score the goal. Mm. And then to go t- to the dressing room to be told that, yeah, it is a penalty. Um, the VAR, the worst pit here. The referee made a mistake. It was a yeah. stupid mistake. But they can watch it then from several angles in slow motion. For them to back him up, absolutely... Disgrace. Whoever invented the, this phrase clear and obvious as an excuse just, yeah. should be in my football prison. Yeah. Because they just hide <laughs> behind that all the time. It's the thing, I've never played professional football, but I look at that and Bulldog has thought in that moment, he's seen Silver's leg and he thought, well, I'll have a pop at that. I'll take a punt. We might get away with it. We might not. It's dying seconds. He we then, he then doesn't get enough contact and he realises that I've not, get, oh, I've not yeah. got my penalty now. I'll get up and try and score. Yeah. Meanwhile, the referee is... Literally in super fast motion, pointing to the spot. Bulldog oh. would have been astonished to get that penalty. It's uh, it was staggering, really, wasn't it? Now, the t- look, here's the I'm question always for you: concerned Gat- when our relegation rivals win, though. I've oh, been a bit oh, worried Andy. about that one. He's setting us should, up for their wins. Should Gary O'Neill <laughs> be now roaring from the rooftops? Yeah. Um, because it seems to me that mm. uh, some of Arteta's reaction, we'll get onto that, mm. was off the back of Liverpool's reaction to the, the you know being yeah. sawn off at Spurs when losing a proper goal. 
is it now that you have to make such a fuss to try and get into the referees' minds for the next game? Ferguson well, exactly used to do is. it all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what it is. Well, I think well, then Gary, know, Gary's got to, Gary's got to put, pull himself up to his full five foot nine, mm. stick his chest out, and get into the faces but of it, the, it these officials. It sadly carries more weight when you when you do it, if you're managing Arsenal versus managing that enti- Wolves. That's entirely do, but, true, Andy. Yeah, but yeah. but you know these are marginal gains. You've got to have a go at it. We've mm. seen it work, Danny, already. You know, did, did yeah. Craig Pawson didn't want to saw Liverpool off when uh, Canate he had a court to court in the derby and, that, and didn't thought, oh, I can't do that to them again after what happened to Very much, yeah. No, Spot on. Anyway, anyway it's re- but the fact that we have it saying these sentences yeah. and agreeing with each other, it's ludicrous. Yeah, it is. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's interesting. We've had a couple of quite similar uh, messages from mm. uh, listeners around VAR. Um, one, um, Hoggy in Shrivenham, and it was the other one. It's such a long one. I need to actually look at the whole thing so I can see who sent it. Oh, I haven't put his name on it. Um, basically saying that maybe it, it would take the other managers in the game, because what we tend to get, Danny, in these mm. matches is mm-hmm. that one manager uh, gets feels like his team have been stitched up and the other manager says, well, we rode one of them. I mean, if the other manager in the game said... Do you know what? I think he's got a point. That should never have been a goal. I mean, it's been a goal, and you've got the goal. Then no one's going to turn around and change it again. But maybe there needs to be a little bit of solidarity between the, the gaffers sometimes. And also us broadcasters and also fans, what happens is the anger about this nonsense, I've got to speak rationally here, is diffused because it gets turned into club rivalries. Mm, yeah. Ha, yes. ha, ha, you got sold, sold off there. Ha, 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 it happened to you last week. It happened to us the week before. We need to look at what the it's the game that's suffering here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and mm. so try to stop turning into brilliant. Our local rivals, brilliant. Our relegation rivals um, got a terrible decision because that that's just letting these the officials off the hook here. Yeah. Well, let's look we at to New, avoid that. Newcastle one, mm. Arsenal nil. But I mean, where do you start? It's so a much big went win on. for Newcastle. It's a real statement, isn't it? And yeah. considering they've got so many injuries, it's a pretty admirable performance, really. I mean, it was a, it's an important win for them. Um, the game was two decent teams cancelling each other out. But you're right, uh, uh, Paul, we could talk about this forever. I mean, just quickly on the... On a, games unravel sometimes. Mm. And this game unravelled... And I, I felt sorry for the referee because we're going to disagree here because I thought Havertz was a, was a high orange mm. and not quite a red. Other people would say it was a complete straight red. I totally understand that. But once it wasn't a red, particularly as it's an away player, mm. the home players then decide, well, it's game on then. We can do what we like. And we see the unbelievable performance by Gimaresh, who, well, you know, was going around looking mm. uh, for trouble. Yeah. This then leads to, um, you know, uh, Arteta's outburst after the game. We'll get onto the goal in a second. Um, which then re- reaches a new, a new level, I think, with Arsenal backing him up. Arsenal could have chosen to say nothing there. But mm. by what what are they hoping to achieve as a club? Because I know that they have had loads of good decisions and bad decisions. Mm. You know the idea that they're somehow being picked on by the authorities—it's it, it's backing up the madness you see mm. on social media. But that also, was a, that was what really surprised me when Arsenal got involved. It also covers up the fact not only that they're not playing particularly well, but this thing with Raya and. Um, Ramsdale. Yeah. I asked my Brentford supporting mate, why do you think Ray is struggling? And he thinks that, you know, no goalkeeper likes not being the certain number one. It choice. breeds it breeds. And so they're both when they both appear, they both think if we make a mistake, the other one's gonna be in. Yeah. And that is the problem with it. And it hasn't really worked. I mean, whatever you think of Ramsdale, I thought he he was great for them last season. All right, maybe 
you know, that's not the reason they... Ramsdale wasn't the reason they didn't win the league. It was Saliba getting injured. Yeah. You know. I mean, that was a bit of a flap at that cross, and we've seen a few oh. coming in from crosses he's had he's, issues he's not, with. He's not doing well. He has, a, he has a weird positional tick where he goes beyond the frame of the goal sometimes, mm. and it gives him... In those moments where the where the margins are t- are tiny, it gives him a little bit more to do than he than he ought to have. Um, you know, and sympathy for Arsenal here because, of course, the three reviews on the on the goal, the one that was obvious was it was a foul, wasn't it? The push it was course, a by Joel I think. It was. Yeah. I mean, never I, a goal. I in think a if he years. if he just if he afterwards and just said. Well, you know, I, I can't believe that decision. I mean, look at the difference his, his response compared with Gary O'Neill's had a complete build-up mm. of those. Um, I, I, and you're I, right I, to point out that the managers of the bigger clubs feel, for whatever reason, maybe just because of the mm. media heft of, of the gravity of their clubs, that they can go out there and and do this. But I mean, if you if you so many of them are in my aegis, my orbit on on Twitter, Arsenal fans really have got it in their heads. That they're being hard done by by the officials, and and yet if you go back through the matches, they get some. You know, Havertz could easily have gone there. Let's be honest. Yeah. Mm. Um. And you, then you're away from home against a really good Newcastle team with ten men, but of course, and that's the problem, isn't it? Every time the managers come out and start up about individual decisions like the goal, which should have been disallowed, they never ever mention all things that have gone their way, even in that same match. And no. the Havertz decision went Arsenal's way. That's well, true. we will touch on that, I'm sure, with Dale a little bit later on here, try and explain exactly what Poor Dale, the, Poor the Dale. hardest working man in showbiz now. He's kind of become like an apologist for him, but well, yeah, all he does is try and look at it in a kind of rational, yeah, same way, enough, in the it? way that none of us seem to be able to do. At Manchester City, six, Bournemouth, one. I mean, when mm. we did the Falls panel the other day, everybody was coming up with threes and fours, and that was on the basis that we thought they might make some changes, City, with uh, Europe this week. Um, I mean, this is the thing with City, isn't it? They they can do this. They can do this to most teams outside the top ten, top twelve on any given day. I also think um, that teams that don't win the Ivan Tony lottery in January or next summer might be looking at Dominic Solanke because he's, I think, a higher, a higher level now than Bournemouth. No disrespect to Bournemouth, but okay. I think he could play for a it's quite difficult to say team. that and then say no disrespect. Well, you to know, do you know what no, I'm saying? I know what you, you mean. Know. No, some players outgrow a team, maybe I don't know, and that's not uh, helping either, is it? So, um, yeah, City. Uh, it's all about. It was all about uh, Doku, wasn't it? Really, and and that performance mm. he put in. It's an interesting dilemma with him and Grealish. They are different sorts of players with a different approach, but uh, what you know, what an embarrassment of riches on that left hand uh, side. Look, for you've got two things going on here, haven't you? You've got in uh, Manchester City's squad mm. um, is palpably better than anybody else's squad in the Premier League. Oh, absolutely. Um, their their bench is always extraordinary. But then you add that sort of manager who gets 95% of things, uh, you know, even even weird substitutions and weird selections gets them right over and over again. The gap between Manchester City, the theoretical gap in my mind between Manchester City and the rest of the teams in the Premier League is huge, huge. at the moment. Now, they they may get distracted by you know trebles or distracted by the Champions League or they might get a terrible draw in the Champions League, whatever it is. But the, on paper, <coughs> um, there, is, there is a huge gap and they, they translate that more often mm. than not on the grass as well. 
Um, by the way, I really want to, I must tell the listeners, Andy is now doing um, method zooming. Yeah. He's put, he's put up a Caribbean coastline or a very uh, sunny, oh, very Spain. Spanish coastline yeah. behind. And then he took off, he's out a layer of clothing because it was so hot in yeah, Spain. That's right. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's good, isn't it? Um, for, a Bournemouth kept him out. Yeah, they yeah, lasted, so he, the rear guard lasted for 30 minutes. Yeah. But, you know, in the end of the day, City are... Danny's right. They're just miles ahead of everybody else, and like, you can't see what could derail them that, that, that would stop them winning. Well, I mean, even, we are watching, we are watching one of the greatest teams that in, in the history of English football. Yeah. Um, and it's horrible to say that because we all know that, you know, back of our minds, we're going, but look how they got there and all the rest of it. But on just looking at the football and the footballers, this is an extraordinary group and an extraordinary manager getting, mm-hmm. as I say, almost maximum juice out of them most of the time. And of course, yeah, Doku's a completely different player from Grealish. What will he do the way they work that club? He will force Grealish to improve. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. He's, he's kind of laid down the challenge to him. But again, you know what? If you can bring either one of those guys off the yeah. bench at any one point in the game, oh, heart sinker. So the goals yeah, um, were a little bit unlucky in some of them and they had to be earned by City. I didn't th- Yeah, it, it wasn't really a 6-1 performance by Bournemouth, but that's how it ended. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't think, again, Iriola is going to be judged on going to uh, no, the Etihad. Definitely um, We move on then to um, Everton 1, Brighton and Hope Albion 1. Uh, mm. A game which um, Everton didn't have a lot of the ball, but they did get a share of the goals. Um, and we saw um, Deserby bemoaning the fact that I think he is struggling, really, with, mm. you know, losing players and then injuries as well. He's, he's seeing a slightly different Brighton this season. And Europe, of course. Yeah, we've kind of we kind of talked about this that they've lost players in positions that have revi- have um, opened up the possibility of getting out other players. The, the, the team is not quite where it was, though. You have to be honest. I know that possession is a, a often a, an illusory advantage in the game, but and many managers now know how to win with with a, 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 a minority of possession. But eighty percent for the away team. Mm. I don't think Everton are going to win many matches. I think they're very improved, by the way. Mm. They're not going to win many matches with 20% possession. And Brighton are not going to draw many more games mm. with 80% possession. Um, so, in both, you know, Brighton are not as good as they were. Everton are improving. But if that game was played 10 more times, I'd expect Brighton to come out on the, on the better end of it, six or seven of those times yeah. with those stats. I agree with you. I think they're much harder to beat. pre dash they would have lost that game. I think they, they're going to be perfectly fine. And, yeah. Uh, I noticed that Sean Dyche, he, does, he would have a full head of hair if he grew it, but he would have an island. Okay, Dyche Island. Dyche Island. Well, is it like Martinez Island? It's not quite as bad or as McLa- Martinez. McLaren Island, that's what no. I always go in the summer. It would end up like McLaren Island. McLaren Island is great. He's it's quite, doing, he's doing a, quite a decent job. size island. It's got a decent road network and there's a number of bars on it. But uh, Martinez Island is quite small. It's almost like one of those desert islands, you know, a very small one, just with a palm tree in the middle. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Kelly's with us. We're uh, looking back over the Premier League weekend. We have reached the point of Burnley Nil. Crystal Palace 2 get another damaging result a record breaker of course uh, six successive home losses to start the campaign never right, enough be- of JJ Watt never happened before in Pipe top yeah, back, back off JJ Watt let Vincent get on with it or not you know make your minds up don't just sort of snipe from the sidelines mm. um yeah, I mean, look, a, a good solid result for for Palace, wasn't it? Really after just, uh, recent just, results. Just two managers, isn't it? You know, one in Roy Hodgson who, you know, knows how to get results at this level. 
Um, I, I criticised Palace for the way they played against Spurs the other week, but you know they, they went up there knowing that Burnley were going to do what Burnley do. We've discussed it ad nauseum. Vincent is not going to change what he does, and he is going to get relegated um, we, 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 because they they can't just keep doing this against Premier League teams. Mm. They will they give you. away so many stupid well, look, in, goals. In the Championship, they? there was a moment when it clicked what he wanted from them and what the players were able to deliver clicked. I'm not saying that's going to happen in the Premier League because I know it's a whole new level but essentially sure. what he's asking them to do is what they did before but at a, a much higher level. Maybe it will click. I mean that you know they, they still create chances they just make too many mistakes and those mistakes get punished. Mm. Um, um, it can't click Andy against a Paul against the level of players they're playing no, against. That is the problem. Um, they can't click and um, I stand here and I, I literally, um, I've got a hat over here and I will eat a quarter of it. If Burnley avoid relegation. And I hate saying it because I love what they did. I love watching them last year. Um, but, you know, Roy Hodgson, I don't know if he's still, if he, if, you know, he, he licks his lips. He'd been licking his lips at this fixture because he, he knew exactly what, at least he knew exactly what the opposition were going to do. Mm. And with Palace still slightly low on resource themselves, he's able to organise a team, get ahead, and then there was mm. nothing in it. And of course, you know, Burnley will make chances, they're the home team and all the rest of it. But this, this, was, this was so predictable, um, both in, in prospect and reality. Well, yeah. let's move on then good to... to see uh, yeah, it's yeah. good to see Eze back, absolutely. Brentford 3, West Ham United 2. Really exciting, game cracking game. It was a very Belgian exciting game, match. yeah. Mm, really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, it's funny, um, a mention of the defending by David Moyes uh, it said it was Keystone Cops defending. And David's oh. 60 now, and I wonder if he's the last of the generation that will mention Keystone Cops and possibly even Fred Carno's army. Because <laughs> I, unless the LMA manager get hold of this and the new young managers coming in and get, get a lesson on the... They have to the, go to Max Senate school. They, do they, they have, to go to Max Senate, have an hour on Max Senate, hour on Fred Carno, you know, Stan, <laughs> musical impresario, work with Charlie Chaplin and uh, Stan Laurel. <laughs> if they get a crash course in that, we'll keep this going. Otherwise, it'll be the end of Keystone Cops defending, Danny. Paul, that would be sad. You're down with our kids. What is the current <laughs> equation of, of Keystone Cops? What I don't is know. the current shorthand for confusion and chaos? I mean, maybe from Love Island, I'd imagine. You, well, maybe we need to ask Future the kids. Manager, that's Love what's, Island defending. What's the, that, that's Love <laughs> Island defending. I have no idea. Yeah. I, 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 where I sit at, or actually stand at Brentford, because the bloke next to me stands up, so if I want to talk to him, I have to stand the whole game. Right. But How does that well, play with the people behind you? Does no, everybody stand? It doesn't matter because we're the last row. Ah, oh, OK. Back, so, oh. yeah, and people the last see. row with Andy <laughs> Jacobs on talk. Yeah. That's your new show. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm, and I'm right behind the dugout. It's not quite, just in front of me, and I can yeah. watch the managers. And David Moyes, I mean, throughout the day, he was doing his nut, and then he sits down, then he gets up and has another complaint. That is, you know, honestly, they, they go through absolute contortions yeah. and you know it is difficult being a manager is that, you get well you know, paid but you but know you're, 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 you're pressing on something there Andy I think um, it's too much you shouldn't read too much into one result but this on one side here, you've got Brentford who every player is absolutely bought into what the manager does and is trying to do they've even yeah. overcome the loss of Tony mm. to remain a very decent Premier League mid-table team West Ham, I sense, and I don't know this, and you know, I, I'm, I'm missing vulnerability here. West Ham, I sense, there's a little bit of a battle going on, isn't there, for the soul of the team? 
If you've got a squad that includes Pakatar, Ben Rama, Kudas, Four Nows, mm. but you're essentially oh, a manager yeah. who wants to be stable at the back, there's going to be a push me pull you going on in your mind. And that's what that's reflected in his amazingly um, overactive performance on the, on the sidelines. David has brought in these players to make West Ham more tacky, more flair, all the rest of it. There's some part of his mind that still thinks, though, I'd rather play 4-4-2 and see this one out, you know. Because when they were 2-1 up, David Moyes' teams in the past would not have been losing 3-2. Yeah. Well, they, they, they should had have, a great they chance should have been 3-1. Totally. Antonio robbing and Ben Rama. 3-1 really. is a different game, but Very anyway, like yeah. one winning, seven but in the league. Is having a wonderful season, and so is Matthias Jensen. Yeah, very good. Um, we move on to Fulham uh, nil, Manchester United one, and I'm sure most Manchester United fans will hear from Andy Goldstein later. We'll be honest in their assessment that we didn't really discover a great deal. It's not. It didn't feel like a turning but point. I was listening to the match on Talksport on yeah. the way to the game, and you, you just knew. I thought well, United will find some spawny way of winning this, and that's exactly what they did. They're so unimpressive, but they have picked up points. I wonder if there's going to be a teenage word for spawny as well. Yeah. I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> um, they have picked up the points, but it, to me, if I if if you showed that game and you know, didn't and changed the advertising perimeter board, and you'd say this is a game from the latter third of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's reign, mm. it's exactly what it feels like now, isn't it? Yes, they've won now one six and lost five, and we could say the, has the team turned a corner, but we're saying that all the time with. You know, different players, but the same Manchester United setup under Solskjaer. Let's forget Ranić because that was all a bit mad, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and in the, you know, in the past, you'd have said, "Yeah, that's it." Now they 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 got that game. They were a bit lucky, and now they'll go on a bit of a run. I've got no confidence they'll go on a bit of a run at all. It's mm. like Solskjaer, where every win was the turning point and every defeat was a crisis, and yeah. that's exactly where they're at now. Our this- resident Fulham fan, John Norman, sorry, Paul, yeah. uh, bemoaning the lack of a striker after Mitrovic. Totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. I mean, they really should have known, personality-wise, that there was no way he was going to stick around. They should have, As soon as he started kicking off, they should have started looking for a striker. But uh, hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, Fulham, it is to the credit of the player that Willian is their best player. Yeah. But at 35 years of age, it is not a good sign for the team that he is their best player. No. And I thought Mark Irwin did an interesting piece on mm-hmm. in the Saturday looking at this game. And he said there's people that want Ten Hag to stay and they point at Arteta and sticking with the manager, having a long-term plan, letting them get on with it. But as he points out, the difference was you kind of knew where Arteta was going with it. You could yeah. see it's a It's a bit like plan. Chelsea. It's like having this discussion with Andy Goldstein saying, actually, I think Chelsea are in a better position than United, even though they're below. Because you can table. see what you can, see what can happen in You're at with the start next year or, or a year after. But with United, you just don't feel yeah. that. The, the Maguire thing, we should just touch on that as well, because I know there's been a bit of pushback from Headway and others. There was a, a doctor on. Yeah. I mean, really, not running against the protocols. Well, they are. They're not running against the physios who are going through the right protocols as they stand. But the protocols are wrong. Take the player off for 10 minutes. They do it in other sports. It would be so Luddite football. It's so set in its ways and won't change and say, if it works in other sports, you know, lean on that and do the right thing. It's people's health at risk. Yeah, it is. He had a terrific game, though. He did play. He was United's best player by a mile, wasn't he? Yeah, which, of course, you know... Adds to that always that pressure to not take them off for ten minutes, but mm. we've now all three of us and many of the listeners have lived through pretending there was no problem with with heading footballs repeatedly and head injuries in football to understanding, uh, thanks to the works you know of, of Headway and others, 
that this is just not true. And Harry Maguire, which is what you know, the one I always remember from our world, Paul was Vertonghen, mm. absolutely weaving about like a, a like he'd be hit by a truck yeah. and insisting to stay on the pitch. It's not his decision. No, no. get them off. And and if you have to be, have a, a less good player at centre back for a few minutes, so be it. Because the long term good yeah. of both your team and the individual. It's what's at stake here. No, it's nonsense. Well, even then, I think in, in, uh, on Match of the Day, they said, but, you know, he stayed on, and I think they said, you know, he was brave. And you think, well, that's not the point. It's no, not like, it's nothing about bravery, is it? It's not about bravery. You've no, got to protect the I don't the question Harry Maguire's courage. I no. question, I question no. his health here, though. Know? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just quick one on tonight, Danny, before we go. Um, <clears> how, <throat> you, how are you feeling? Andy thinks it's a foregone conclusion. I think it's the way we set up, and Chelsea have done well against teams that, that come on to them. I think it, it could be an entertaining oh, game. I, I take a longer-term view that Chelsea, um, as, as it was described on TalkSport on Friday night, I was listening to one of the programmes, Chelsea beating Spurs is a fact of life, someone said. <laughs> um, and I, well, It used know, to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. Um, Spurs will be playing with their fifth choice left back mm. um, on the night, and uh, I'm not sure they're good enough yet to, to sustain um, an injury crisis in one position like that. Um I hope they, you know, I, I hope for the best yeah. and fear the worst, as always with Chelsea. Yeah. There's no, you're not getting any logical punditry from me here. This is pure emotion. <laughs> no. Um, I, I, would I settle for a draw now? No, because I mm. want Spurs to win. Mm. Um, I think all three results are very much on the cards tonight. Yeah, you're not seeing that, Andy, are you? Oh, it's a football match, though. Anything can happen, of course. But, I mean, it's hard to make a case. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. And uh, they're repeating the three big calls in the Newcastle-Arsenal game on Sky on a loop. I see they've got Dermot Gallagher passing judgment. I can't hear what he's saying, but they've spent a lot of time on the push. That seems to be the one aspect of it, doesn't it? Well, that, the push. That's because it was. Yeah, <laughs> that feels really like the one that uh, that you've got every one. It was never to. a goal, right, you know, and that's, that's the end of it. So yeah. what are you going to do? Well, yeah, um, we move on. Mm. Um, so we did ask you today uh, this exchange between mm. Maurizio Pochettino just you know second language and all that 
Uh, he got the wrong end of the stick. They they were worried he might go into the wrong dugout tonight, like Ron Atkinson did. Mm. He was asked in the press conference, you worried about doing a Ron Atkinson? He said, oh, oh, sorry, Mr Bean, you mean, Ron Atkinson, the actor. He heard Rowan Atkinson. It's easy done. Then it, we got into an old exchange about, uh, no, the manager. What, Rowan Atkinson? No, Aston Villa, Man United, <laughs> Forest. Oh, OK, so it all got very, it got who's on first, basically. Uh, we asked for you some equivalents. Michael, the Liverpool fan, says, whilst watching the Saturday morning chart show with my cousin when we were kids, you can't touch this came on, at which point my nan came into the room and said, look at that idiot McHammer, and he's not, <laughs> he's not even Scottish. Yeah. So we'll take a few more of those <laughs> from you this good. afternoon. Talksport.com, text 1889, mm-hmm. tweet TSHNJO37172334. I don't normally do this, Andy, but there was some... You know, we were talking about nicknames the other day, how mm-hmm. people have achieved how they've got their nicknames. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get round to some of them, and some of them were excellent. So I salvaged some from the other day. Okay. Um, this was a few beauties in there. Uh, my mate's name is Liers, so for some reason we started calling him Standard, as in Standard Liers, <laughs> Very uh, good. the Belgian football team, <laughs> said Charlie. Um, yes, this is another one as well. When I was in the RAF, a new guy turned up to work straight from training. We asked him if he had any nicknames. He said, oh, yeah, Various. So to this day, he's still known as Various, and we're all well into our 50s. Yeah, oh, this is a dark one. A guy we used to sit near at the match, we nicknamed The Body. And if you're thinking Elm first, and he said, don't, because uh, he smelt rotten. Oh, said dear. Pete, the Liverpool fan. <laughs> oh, That's no. a bit dark. Um, <clears throat> what are the other ones we had? Oh, yeah, my, and my name is Jamie. My name is Jamie, he said. I work with a guy we call E.T. because uh, he always wants to go home when we're at work. That was quite nice. <laughs> That's quite cute. Um, we had someone join our footy team with a southern accent, said Andy, the Blackburn Rovers fan in Blackburn. And because of the southern accent, our captain promptly called him Essex, and it stuck. Turns out he's actually from Hertfordshire. Well, there well, you go. It, it borders it. And finally, I worked with a guy who had a calf muscle that was much bigger than the other one, and he was affectionately known by all as Scooter. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so beautiful. Thanks for those. You deserve yeah, to get to, a mention for them because they were good. If you if you want to add to the list, then go for it. Talksport.com, Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TSH and J. Sorry, Andy. I was uh, reading about the Olympics next year in Paris, yeah. and uh, the food in the Olympic Village will apparently, according to the organisers, will be gourmet, healthy, and high quality. Nice. Yeah. Um, we had a McDonald's <clears> at the London Olympics. <laughs> <didn't> <laughs> through, reflecting traditional French dining, dishes on offer will include roast guinea fowl with crayfish. Yeah, that uh, sits. That sits nice, didn't it? Before yeah. the Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that. Just went on before the hundred meters. Imagine the old ten. Well, don't you remember there was kids? Look at look at some old comics. Ask your dad about the comics he used to read, and he may have read about a character called Alf Tupper, the tough of the track. Well, that's true. This was a man who was a uh, a runner, but a kind of class warrior at the same time. Mm. He'd run against uh, people of his own class, class or black athletes, <laughs> and if he beat them, he'd say, "Unlucky, mate. Well done." Or if they beat him, he was quite right on. Yeah. Whereas if he'd run against posh blokes and you could always tell the posh runners because they ran with a monoclin yeah. and often he'd get to the end and he'd biff the toff he was he was like a cl- he was like but didn't he have a fish and chips before the race yeah he used to have fish yeah. and chips often he got sponsored by a local fish and chip shop yeah. and he'd have uh, fish and chips he before wasn't the... real and he'd, well he wasn't actually real but I'm not sure if you were looking to be a runner and, and you saw Alf Tupper at one point Alf I seem to remember Alf going temporarily mm. blind 
and doing the 110 metre hurdles <laughs> with a dog who barked as he got to every uh, hurdle. But I may have made that up. I can't quite remember. Our old friend Brian Swanson wrote to the Times. Today. Well, he's uh, isn't he UEFA's sort of? He's um, director of media at FIFA. And oh, FIFA. It's, it's, that's, a, that's a job and a half, isn't it? Trying in, to explain the, the madness the headline's of Infantino. Called in defence of FIFA, and he says Gianni Infantino, who was democratically elected, has changed FIFA from a toxic institution to a respected, trusted, and oh, modern no. governing body. Come, Come on, on, Brian. Come on, Brian. We've got eyes. WTB, we worse can, than blatter. We can see what's going Yeah, hashtag worse than blatter. It, is, it actually is. I mean, it is. It's, hard, it's hard to believe that we got to this point, but he actually is. Um, anything else? Andy? Yes, I've got one here. It says, here's the question. Could crystals be the key to Victoria Beckham's success? Oh, OK. No. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> the former Spice Girl and fashion designer, Wright, obviously yes. a picture of her, provided a glimpse into her sizeable crystal collection last week as she revealed she was taking the time to cleanse them in the bathtub. Washing my crystals today, she explained. Nice. Uh, Emma Lucy Knowles, author of Crystals to Manifest. And there's Cyril in the dressing room. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, or Beyonce. Oh, I, I can't wait to get that book. Yeah. Told Vogue that the timing of Victoria's cleanse was just right. Around the time of a full moon, people do often do a big cleanse of their crystals. It's a bit like doing a factory reset on your phone. You need to cleanse and purify the crystals of all the build-up energy that's in them. Okay. Uh, then it says, scientists may say otherwise. Yeah, I think they would. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's because they're scientists. Yeah. And they take a scientific look at, scientific look at these uh, kind of things. Um, the, uh, this, uh, this bizarre story emerged didn't it, on Saturday that Arsenal's under-18s, oh, the game story. at Brighton was postponed because they'd gone to, they'd gone to Bournemouth instead. They hadn't, basically. Um, they just took a wrong turn. They couldn't make kickoff. Yeah. Where does that story come from, that they've gone to the wrong ground? Which they didn't, apparently. All they did was take an, a, a wrong turn off. It sounds better. If, it, if, if the story is, oh, they took the wrong turn off and missed the kickoff, that's no good. But if they went to the wrong ground, that's a better story. Yes. That's why. No, An insider yeah. said, I think you'll find. Uh, Simon the Borough fan said, my mum went to buy the new Phil Collins album, No Jacket Required. She couldn't remember what it was mm. called and said to the bloke in the shop, I think it's called You Don't Need a Coat. <laughs> Beautiful, Simon. Thank you very much for that in the potch envelope. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine uh, or tweet to TSH and J. Just a quick bit of housekeeping as well. You may recall last week uh, we talked a bit of snooker, and uh, we were talking about the prospect of Judd Trump going over to China to play a twelve year old boy. Really? In the tournament? Oh, it wasn't. It must have been on Tuesday when Charlie yeah. was in. Then yeah, we had a chat about it, and um, we were talking about the you know the, the, they start very young in China. There's some good young players, but twelve, 12. was uh, pushing it a bit. Um, and it was Wang Jinjong who he beat in the international championship. He won in Tianjin. Oh yeah, he won. He yeah. won quite comfortably. Um, and poor he old crying. Poor old. Well, funny you should say that. He didn't. But Wang only got thirty-eight points in the six-nil hammering, so he found it difficult. Oh, but Trump was very kind. He said, "I went in there knowing I couldn't That's take not a him lightly." Year very often. What's that? Trump was very kind. No, he's, yes, it's a different Trump, of yeah, course. Of course it is, yeah. It's a different Trump. Uh, different Trump. He says, "I went in there knowing I couldn't take him lightly." It was tough on him. He's young. He was playing me late at night, which seems to be anything that was past his bedtime. <laughs> that, you know, he'd start getting ratty and tired after about half past eight. I fell asleep one. Yeah, it would be a good learning for curve one, four, for him. Seven. Yeah, losing 6-0 to a man. Mm. Um, so, anyway, hope his dad didn't give him a load of club when he came <clears> off like a Sunday football dad, anyway. That was an amazing story in the Sunday Times yesterday about a statue that 
every day 40,000 people cross Tower Bridge and they see this yeah. statue, Girl with a Dolphin. And it yeah. was modelled on Virginia Wade, the yes, tennis player. I know. I never knew that. Incredible. Okay. Has it changed your life in many ways? No, not at all. But, you know, that's okay. quite. it was quite bold. Virginia was quoted and saying she had to, you know, actually... Model? Uh, model in the nude to get the... Did know, you really? Yeah, apparently. Blimey. Yeah, that's what he said, yeah. Well, thank you very much, Andy. Um, <laughs> so, still to come, um, Andy Brassel will be joining us, European football expert. Another hat trick for uh, Harry Kane. Is it shooting fish in a barrel? Does it, is it a poor reflection on the Bundesliga? Oh, three, anyway, we'll be asking Andy about that. Um, Tommy Widrington's going to join us, Aldershot manager. They put seven past Swindon, non league uh, Aldershot. And uh, Scott Davis, the Slough Town player manager. We make what song, Andy? Yeah, I forgot to mention a FIFA Fair Play Award for the Bangladesh captain. Was it oh, Shakib? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who decided that Angelo Matthews should be the first ever person in international cricket or any cricket to be timed out. Yeah, Matthews has been bowling at Shakib. There's quite a lot of short stuff going in there. <laughs> I don't think he's made contact yet, but yeah, they're 90 for two Bangladesh. They're chasing, chasing 280. And yeah, we saw timed out today. He was messing around with his helmet. The strap had broken. Mm. Went over the two minutes. Normally in that situation, most teams sort of generally let it go. But Bangladesh approached well, the umpires. every team lets it go. Yeah. <laughs> They approached the umpire and said he's over his two minutes. We want him off. He's timed out. And the, the umpires had no choice. You've got to, if I'd been Sri Lanka, I'd have just walked off the pitch. I said, all right, it's yours. If that's, if that's what it takes to win a yeah. game. Shaquille will not be doing the spirit of cricket lecture this year. I think. <laughs> I think Seems unlikely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, Clips of the Week pewter. We're going to head back to March 2003. Wow. The first time these have been aired since then. The producer uh, tracked down some old clips in the archive. These are as old as we've gone. And he's dusted them yeah. off. March 2003. Blimey, on a wax cylinder, weren't they? Apparently they were on... <laughs> it's over 20 years ago. It's mad. They were on um, a mini disc. But anyway, we've not mm. heard them since, so we, we know not what to expect when we trust his uh, judgment. Uh, here we go. Where should we start, Andy? With Keith Arthur chatting to a caller on Fisherman's Blues. From the front of the jaw, you can see just how aggressive uh, and, and how predatory these yeah. fish are. And, and, and they must be super. I, I will definitely... I'll catch one before too long, that's for sure. Yes, uh, it's overcast down here this morning. OK, fair <laughs> enough. Don't want to chat about that. That's fine. Just give us a weather report. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is Alan Brazil with a guest on Breakfast. I just wish he'd say who it was. This is a very good morning to the papers, Daily Mail's, uh, I think, top football writer, Steve Curry. Morning, Steve. Morning, morning, Alan. Steve, just um, on Macedonia, watch... Saying, you know, Steve, all, Steve, all the bars where we tend to frequent, Steve, as you boys know. Steve, we should we should highlight the fact... Now, Steve, Slovakia shocked um, the Riverside last night. Steve, that partnership last night... Well, we started off down the left, Steve, and now just let me tell you, uh, Steve, that Steve Curry from... Uh, football writer, top football writer, by the way, from the Daily Mail. It's, it's almost, do you know sometimes you call somebody by the wrong name? Yeah. And then when you've got, you found out what their name is, you couldn't remember their name, <laughs> then you, you find out what they say, it. you overuse it. It yeah. was overused. Yeah, please, it. Steve, Steve. Uh, what's next, Andy? Here's Mike, hello. But who? <laughs> Eddie Waring. Here's Mike Barry alongside Chris Cooper on Breakfast. Good morning, Chris Cooper and Mike Barry with you on the No Nonsense Sports Bar. Breakfast, beautiful day, you know. Everybody should be thinking. Oh, about what it. a beautiful oh, morning! No, no, no. Oh, what a beautiful day! Now, let me tell you, it could be 86 degrees Fahrenheit today, Chris. Not bad, hey? Mm. Yeah, Chris <laughs> thinking, blimey, this is going to be a long morning. Put me tin hat on. Uh, singing clearly isn't Mr. Parry's strong point. Maybe he's a better impressionist. 
I've got one here, I'm not sure who it's from, but they say, a beret for Mike, he gets to look like and sound more like Frank Spencer every day. Mmm, Betty. That was in the days when people were doing Frank Spencer impressions, <laughs> yeah. Back, that's even a long time after that. Yeah. Back to Fisherman's Blues and Nigel Botherway. You can't beat a pole for accurate plumbing, can exactly, you? Exactly, exactly. You can uh, move it around inch, inch by inch yeah. just to find the right little spot. It's a bit carry on talk sport, isn't it? Really, yeah. it would be now. And the pole-based innuendo wasn't limited to Nigel. It's Keith Arthur with a caller. I mean, I've, I've found a few good tips actually to keep your pole in good condition mm-hmm. um, if it's any help to anybody. Baby wipes are brilliant for cleaning your pole from grit and dust. Well, Thanks for sharing. Well, T Vicar, this is out in Brazil now. The real ill wobble, the real ill mm. ramble. Now, this is more mm. up Mr. Parry's cup of tea. The, the, <laughs> is it the real, the real ill wobble or the real ill ramble? But it's up. It can't be up his cup of tea. I don't, it can't be. It sounds like an Ian Jury line. Street or his cup of tea. It can't be up his cup of tea. It's an Ian Jury line. Uh, Mike Parry now, uh, talking tennis. As you know, I'm Tim Hemmond's biggest fan, right? Yeah. This guy is a great, <laughs> this guy is a great Briton. He's a great Britisher. He's a great Englishman. What's a Britisher? I've no idea. Absolutely no idea what a Britisher is. And next, Andy. Fisherman's Blues again, and Nigel chatting to a caller. If he looks for Barcelona Street, which is at the uh, western end of the promenade... Yep. You're going to tell me there's a fishing tackle shop? I am, mate, and they've got got everything in there. Oh, brilliant. I, I I don't know about bait. Well, they've got everything but bait, anyway. I was only going for the bait. Rambler's fishing stores. <laughs> That's right, Barcelona, Barcelona Road. Um, yes, uh, Mike Parry again now with uh, Big Al. I've told you about the North East, Mr Parry, and today I've seen some of the weather girls on our monitors here. Mr Parry? No, you're Mr Parry. Sorry? Well, you're, you're Mr Brazil. Mr Parry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're Mr. Parry, I'm Mr. Parry. <laughs> what That's a great bit of radio feet. that was. Yes. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> and next, Andy, and finally, is it? Oh, no, yeah, one no. It's on. one last one from Nigel Botherway now. There's something spiritual. They say, yeah. ang- they say angling's the new Buddhism, don't they? Yeah. That is true. You never see the Dalai Lama without a rod and a worm in a bivvy, do you, really? <laughs> Sitting there, uh, lunching meat on a pole. <laughs> and finally, it is uh, mm. Mr. Parry. Mm. I was up there recently. I lectured the Institute of um, Chartered uh, Marketers or something. Uh, marketeers, I should know. Yeah, they <laughs> tremendous. I think they might withhold the fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Made them feel special, didn't you? <laughs> so there we are. We dusted them off. Clips Pewter from March 2003. All being well, we'll have a fresh batch mm. on Friday. But a lot of that's down to you because uh, you are our fine clip spotter. So if you do hear a clip on TalkSport over the next... Five days. Do send it into us, talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to J. Again, as always, a day and a time when you heard the clip and we'll have a listen back and if it's played, you're going to mention on air. Don't forget, the app. if you're on Apple, you can listen to the the, uh, the extra podcasts we do. Mm. We have a couple of extra podcasts and uh, one is a kind of deep dive into a, uh, a clip special or a bit of a director's cut, as we say. We talk about some of the clips in a bit more detail. And also we have a kind of everything must go, Andy's mad stuff he never gets around to, which is quite free form, but people seem to enjoy it. So if you would like to try those for nothing, and if you enjoy them, they're two ninety nine a month. It's a, f- a free 30-day trial. So mm. TalkSport Plus channel on Apple Podcasts, if you fancy checking that out interesting news at the weekend about Emma Hayes 
Yes. A big loss to Chelsea. It's big done an amazing loss job. To Chelsea, but I'm sure our fabulous recruitment team will find somebody suitable. All the all the clues <laughs> were there when she came in and chatted to yeah. us a little while ago. I mean, she she talked about her love of the states and when she lived there before. Yeah. And, I mean, I put a question to her, and normally, you'd, you, as a club manager, you'd expect her to dance around it. As I said, do you fancy having a crack at international mm. management? And she was straight back with, oh, yeah, definitely, I would, you know. So yeah. uh, the clues were there, but she, she was she's an amazing brilliant. job. Yeah, 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 and she's done a brilliant job for Chelsea. I'm glad she's staying for the whole season, and it does yeah. give them a chance, checking aside to replace her. But yeah. We- Difficult job. No, it's not. It's a plum job, blimey, isn't it? It's one of the, it's one well, of the best jobs squad, in women's football. A lot football. of the players go there. The recruitment's been great, but a lot of it is because of her. Yeah. Uh, Nigel Adderley's been in touch, um, and he says, I commentated on Derby Crew yesterday in the FA Cup. No VAR, and players were ripping each other's shirts off at every corner, and the ref let them get on with it. Not within the rules, but at least it was dealt with consistently, says Nigel. Mm. Uh, is, is, is this a better situation than what we currently have in the Premier League? Yeah, you know what he means. It's true, Nigel. Oh, yeah, of course. The, the lack Chesham of consistency drives you mad. Sorry? How did Chesham get on? They Chesham. lost, How unfortunately. They? I think they right. lost, I think it was 2 0 last time I looked. They, were, they played Maidstone. Uh, Alex mm. Horn and Nigel Adley, both Chesham fans. And Nigel was, uh, and Alex was on the other day. But yeah, beaten 2 0 at home by, by Maidstone. Oh, well. Yeah, fair enough. Out. We must thank listener Richard James, who alerted us to the Tamworth FC play. He thought we'd be tickled by his name. Yeah. Dempsey Arlett John. Yeah, Dempsey Arlett John. What a fantastic name. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, you had a couple of other alternatives, didn't you? Uh, no, other, only other... based from his last, uh, famous last commentary. Yes. And after Jenkins, Martin, Christopher, it'll be Bailey Trevor or something. <laughs> yeah, <around>. something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, something around yes, the other yes. way around. Something. So, Andy, how you feeling about tonight's game as the, as the day goes on? Feeling a bit. Well, I know you, you seem to be getting a bit more confident as we get closer to kickoff. It does, you're the starting be- the to believe this. Aren't I you? mean, Chelsea fans are a bit annoyed that I said we got no chance, but it was a bit of kidology there, you know. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't, I don't know why people react to all this. What does it matter what I think is going to happen oh. in this game? I've got absolutely people no influence. People look to you, man. You're seen as a influence. sage. No, I'm not a sage, and I've got no influence over what happens tonight. Obviously, I'm hoping Chelsea do themselves justice. I'd be happy with a point, to be honest. You know, that would be a good result the way Spurs are going. But, you know, look, it's going to be tough. It should, it should be a great game for the neutral, that's for sure. I just hope it's not like Potter's return to Brighton, which was really quite embarrassing. Right. But I don't think it will be, because we're a lot better. No, no, no. It's going to be interesting to see what the teams are. I mean, to... Yeah, it looks like Mudrick is fit, so I think he'll play the same front three he played against Arsenal, which is quite effective, actually. Yeah. Uh, Sterling, Cole Palmer and Mudrick. So we'll, we'll see. As and Danny was saying earlier... Brozier on, the... on the bench, which is helpful, I think. I, I don't sense that Ange Postacoglu is, is big on kidology, so when he says Destiny Doggy is 50-50... Mm. Um, well, you know, he might uh, play, but it doesn't mean he's right, you know. No, so. let's... Um, we, we, he could uh, be up against Sterling, or he could be up against Cole Palmer, depending yeah. on where he plays them. So, you know, yeah. Look, <laughs> it'll be... It'll it be, should be a very entertaining yeah, it game. Should be a game, I'm, good I'm, game. I'm, yeah. I'm expecting it to be, as I said, we, the way we set up, the way we want to play, uh, is quite helpful for you. You know, we're certainly not going to sit there and wait for you to come on to us. So it should be pretty end to end. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Brighton held to a draw at the weekend. Mm. Uh, let's see how that plays with our next guest, uh, the Daily Star, our TV. Previewer, Brighton and Hove Albion fan Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. It, it plays with a, a bit of a sigh. Oh, okay. Fair but, uh, but, 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 you know, I just think we're... Can you hear that dog barking? Yeah. Is that in your house or next? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, but, yes, um, I just think we've got... We, we, it's just one of those... 
periods where people have sort of sussed us a wee bit, and as as often happens, and a lot uh, of injuries, a lot of stuff. injuries. Yeah. You've obviously got the European commitments as well, and the, 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 those yeah. uh, issues. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. Uh, now, I, I've not watched this. I mean, I haven't had a chance to. I don't know. But this is uh, some old lost episodes of Dad's Army. Yes, absolutely. Rather, they've brought some old episodes back to life with. Kevin McNally and, and, and a kind of cast, if mm. you like, playing the main parts. But um, this is an animation, which is an yeah, interesting Yeah, it's take, quite strange. It? This is on gold. I think there's five episodes they found, and they just got the audio. So the audio is intact, but as often happened with old TV programmes long ago, um, uh, the, the, the video element of it was destroyed. Mm. This, this is a very old one because it, it uh, uh, is about Private Walker, who sadly uh, was played by... Um, Oh gosh, my brain's James, going to be James. Yeah, what was his surname? Deeply disrespectful. Great research on my part that I've yes. noticed that noted his name. Anyway, so basically, these are these are episodes which uh, they've added a cut. It's a bit weird because, uh, as you say, they've tried to do little things with Dad's Army since you know in recent times they had the, the film versus James as Beck. Well. James yeah. Beck, of course. Yes. Oh, Paul um, McCartney, Ringo Starr. On the music, doing the music. Yeah, that, that's yeah. What, yeah, their version of it. Yeah. I just think, I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I find that it's, it's clever, but it's sort of distracting. Mm. I'd rather just shut my eyes and listen to the audio and imagine, you know, uh, Arthur Lowe and John the Measurer, etc., performing. Because when you're watching the cartoon, it's quite a sort of jerky. It's quite an old-fashioned, fairly basic animation by mm. sort of modern standards. So I sort of think it's an, an interesting sort of academic exercise rather than necessarily something that you're going to be sort of, uh, you know, avidly tuning into. But it's interesting to watch. Anyway. Hard man could have done. It would take them about three years an episode. Yeah, it's all plasticine. Plasticine. You sort of almost need to go down that route to, yeah. to, to, to sort of give it something completely different. Mm. I've often wondered why they've not given the, the, the kind of Aardman approach to Gogglebox, but of course, that, <laughs> well, that was creature comforts, effectively, wasn't it? It effectively Which, was. We kind yes. of begat uh, Gogglebox. Anyway, um, this feels like a programme from a long time ago. Yeah. Wife on Strike. Yeah. Channel 4, 9 pm. Channel 5. Tonight. Yeah. Oh, Channel it, 5, sorry. Yeah. It's. Um, it's Yes, it's basically uh, a sort of a reality show, for want of a better expression, where each week we meet two families where uh, one person, it's predominantly the wife, I think in future episodes it won't necessarily be, but one person does like 99.9% of all the domestic chores mm. and they decide, I've had enough. So it's all a bit sort of hammed up and they walk out yeah. and they go and get, get put up in a hotel where they watch their husband inevitably making a, a right hash of everything. Wow. Doesn't know how to run the, make the washroom. It feels like something you did about the same time as sort of uh, wife swap and all that kind of thing doesn't mm -hmm. it you know and you I mean I watch it and think oh, I can get where you're coming from but it, everybody's hamming it up big time you know the husband is is, is, yeah. is encouraged to just be as hopeless as possible and doesn't know how to well dropping neighbours for that Andy and I have been in a situation <laughs> where you have to go and pitch ideas to yeah. TV companies back in the past and you have two or three ones that you think are quite good yeah. and you have one at the end if it's nothing else is working you've got <laughs> this one at the end which you know is a dog with fleas but you think you might as well have a punt you're sitting there yeah. I'm guessing that's wife on strike <laughs> in that particular meeting with Channel 5 but it's they, quite and that's tiring. the one they probably come out and they go I can't believe they like wife on strike we didn't give that a prayer <laughs> not a prayer it's true don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. Louis Theroux interviews. Yeah, dom, new dom, six dom. parts. Uh, yeah. I think this is the second set of straightforward, just face-to-face, one-to-one interviews that, he, that he's done. Uh, starting off uh, tomorrow night, this mm. is BBC Two, nine o'clock, with Anthony Joshua. Mm. 
So it's an interesting one because obviously um, uh, Anthony Joshua's got a sort of a, 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 a sort of charm to him that comes across quite well with when he's in the situation with somebody like Louis Theroux, and there's lots of laughs and they have quite a lot of fun, and the, he does a little joke about how he could set Louis up a, a, a fight if he wanted, and you know, and how how he'd cope in the ring and that kind of thing. But then obviously it gets on to the more sensitive stuff about you know Joshua's you know recent troubles etc cetera, etc cetera, and and, and struggles and you could tell that it's getting a little it doesn't get heated or angry but it it gets a little bit awkward and so are these just are the these just chats are they just sort of sit and chat or is it's it like a chat can... they no, not entirely okay. right. um this is filmed this is filmed earlier earlier in the year mm-hmm. um as he's uh, getting ready to face uh, Jermaine Franklin. Mm. Um, so he's talking about how things haven't gone so well recently. And then he goes off and he's there on the night of the fight, uh, sort of hovering around in that slightly awkward way that Louis Threw does when people are getting on with their jobs. Yeah. And has a brief chat with him afterwards. And then I think they talk again back at the gym. So it's it's sort of a little bit of, um, you know, on the spot and a lot of face-to-face stuff. Okay, well, mm. we're going to check that out. So this, you say, this is Anthony Joshua, BBC2, 9 p.m., uh, tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. Okay. What are the other standouts? Secret uh, Genius of Modern Life. The, Hannah Fry is good. I quite like these programs. They're quite. I love this program. Yeah. yeah. Each week she takes something that's sort of techy, but every day. Mm. So, for instance, in the first series, she did things like you know the the, the credit, credit card, card yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and mm. uh, uh, electric cars. Uh, not electric cars for me. I don't have one. But you know, it's, it's things that are becoming part of our life without us really thinking twice about it. This week, she starts off this new series slightly, slightly, slightly surprisingly with a passport, which strikes me as quite a mundane thing. And then she sort of looks at how the modern day passport is actually full of all this high tech wizardry that we don't even know about, like the holograms. When you open it up and you sort of see the holograms that are sort of shining, biometric chips to identify us, or things that where you sort of stand at the electric gate and then it won't let you through for half an hour, um, invisible ink. And something to do with plastic, I don't really understand. So I don't really get half the stuff she's going on about, if I'm perfectly honest, but there's sort of something intriguing about yeah. it. And I quite like programs where it's going slightly over my head, whereas rather than being spoken to as if I'm a 12-year-old the whole time. So it's, from that point of view, it makes you want to sort of learn more. Another series of Inside the Tower of London. You know? I, I <laughs> There's like more I know stuff going on. I mean, this had been so much better in 1605, wouldn't it? Guy and his friends had a <laughs> Guy Fawkes night to forget. Yeah. Now, now they're in the town, they're going to be hung, drawn and cornered. Do you know what? The, the, fu- the funny thing is, also, you know how they stretch these things out, as we've talked, I'm sure we've talked before about things like Ice Road Truckers, where it's one basic idea and you think, well, that'll make a couple of episodes, and it goes on for about five years. Yeah. This is a great example of this, because after the... the the death of the queen they obviously had to change all the uh the, the, the monograms the royal ciphers from e to r to mm. c three r last week there was a whole thing about them having to do that on the ceremonial weaponry you think okay we've, we've crossed we've ticked that one off now what yes and this week it's all about doing exactly the same thing but this time it's on the uniforms wow. so you think oh, well, next week is it going to be on their buttons next week and on their shoe buckles the week after we get it you know we're changing them but at the same time it's quite charming and you know it yeah. saves you the entrance fee of having to go and see it because you can see where everything goes, goes <laughs> yeah don't go to a museum watch it on see three r i love them in star yes yeah, yeah, absolutely in yeah star wars they were very good yeah. Uh, Mike, um, thank you very much. We will catch up with you next week. Cheers, guys. Take care. There we are, Mike Ward from the Star there, Mark, and you can't for a bit of non-sporting telly if you can squeeze in amongst all the European football and more. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here we are. That was this afternoon's show. We reconvene tomorrow, myself and uh, Charlie. Uh, and, Andy, you're back on Wednesday. Yes, I'm not 
Uh, I'm happy that I'm not on tomorrow. To be well, really, you could have been crowing. Who knows what's going to happen tonight? You could be lording it over well, me, going, ah. You'll know if I go like on down the line tomorrow that yeah. we've won. Well, yes. Well, <laughs> I, I, we may not have room for you. I think you're fine. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but I'm sure you'll keep your powder dry till Wednesday. Anyway, uh, that's us. Uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully, you can listen tomorrow. If not, the podcast will be available about four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every week day between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.